Like it's great to have all these wonderful theoretical spiritual thoughts, but it doesn't pay your rent. It doesn't put your kids in college. Uh, doesn't take care of things when they break. And so I've tried my best to help people understand time. So time is important because there's, in my opinion, there's three time zones. There's the past, which is infinite. Close your eyes, go back 100 million years, it'll prove how infinite the past is. There's the future, which also is infinite. Close your eyes, go 100 million years in the future. It's infinite. But the present, to me, has a framework of 24 hours. And so time actually becomes the variable, the dependent variable, that allows us to reconcile our spirituality, our inspiration, into activity, into the real world, the 3D world. And so what I try to help people with is, okay, we're only almost guaranteed 24 hours. And when I say the almost guarantee of 24 hours, it's just when we're in a spiritual realm of infinite world, of a unified, abundant system of thought, omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing sources that protect and promote us, that's beautiful. But it also is so big that we can't mitigate risk of our activity in the day and prioritize our days because it's so big and our capabilities as human beings already have a difficult enough time prioritizing our day. When you put it into the realm of the infinite, it becomes literally an impossibility to prioritize. So what I do is I say, let's focus in on today. And at worst, if you see you're guaranteed or almost guaranteed 24 hours, if you die 16 hours into the day, the only thing that you've wasted or mitigated is eight hours compared to the people that are thinking in infinite ways and then they die, don't get anything done for all those years and they've now wasted trillions of years. So today is very important. So in order to reconcile spirituality, we have practices. So one, what do I want today, personally, experientially giving and receiving in a trajectory of the infinite, of what I think I want in the future or better? So that's an infinite statement. So today, considering the weather and my speaking engagement and the interest rates and the nail that went into Alex's car and leaving late, considering all these real things, this is what I want today personally within that 24 hours, experientially within the 24 hours, giving wise within and receiving wise, just today in the trajectory of empowering over a billion people to be happy. And what lessons do I need to learn from the past, either historical references, my own personal experiences, biblical treatises, the Course in Miracles, the Kabbalah, whatever you want to do, all this stuff in the past, what light, love, and lessons can I take to help me today, not tomorrow, not 10 years ago, but today, what can I take spiritually with me to help me get to where I think I want to be of empowering over a billion people. Then, considering what I want today in the 24 hours, who can I help and who can help me? And then taking the 24 hours and saying, okay, how best can I get that done considering the nail in Alex's tires, the speaking engagement, the weather, the interest rates, the atrocities in the world. Considering all that, how best can I get those activities that I have planned, unplanned, sleep, 
paid for and unpaid for taken care of. Once I know my what, my who, and my how, I then can prioritize my day as a spiritual being into human experience because I know what's important to me today. And because I've limited to today, I have the capability as a human being to do that. The minute I get outside of today into the infinite, human beings don't have the capability in order to effectuate what it takes to work within or to act within the infinite. So we get overwhelmed or we procrastinate. So if we stay hyper-focused, pay attention and give intention to thinking, saying, doing, believing, and feeling, what we want today, who we can help, who can help us, and how best to get that done, it's easy to prioritize. And it's also easy to reprioritize because we know what's important to us today. We're not worried about what college we're gonna get into, if the deal's gonna close or not, whether or not the aliens are gonna attack us tomorrow, whatever else people, and I watch TikTok, I see all kinds of people <laughs> that, that worry about these things. You know, 19, 2030 is now like the new 1984. I remember 1984, I'm still here, it's 2023. And I think 2012 was another one, right? Now it's 2023. You know how many people wasted Y2K? You know how much money people wasted on that shit? That was a scam. Um, crazy what people will do if they don't think within today in a trajectory of where I wanna be. And then the real reconciliation occurs when we know what's important to us and we prioritize our now, knowing 100% of the things we do now get done and knowing that if we know our now, we'll know our next, which also helps us get more done today in the trajectory of empowering over a billion people or whatever infinite ideas you have. It's now just a matter of applying our why, not in search of it. If you search for your why, now you're back in the infinite and you'll always be searching for your why. I apply my why to the day by realizing I am my why. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, worthy, whatever you want. I just gotta figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it. So the practice of identifying fear, and there's only two fears, fear of the past or fear of the future. That's it. They result in guilt and resentment in the past or worry and anxiety of the future. But if we practice just identifying when we're afraid and even identifying is this something in the past I'm afraid of or in the future I'm afraid of, then we can use the same pragmatic reconciliation of human nature to say, okay, when humans are afraid, what happens? Does anyone know? Right, ego. It edges goodness, edges God, edges gold out of our life. It creates interference. So I'm looking for clues on what I'm afraid of, but also how I react to the fear. Need to be offended, that's one way I react to fear. Need to be right, another way. Need to be superior, another way. Need to be separate. Sometimes I need to be inferior when I'm afraid. Need to be angry, for sure. Need to be anxious and worried, for sure. Need to be resentful, for sure. Need to feel guilty, for sure. These are all ways that I react when I'm afraid. But I don't get to learn from it unless I say to myself, why am I afraid every time I go to Thanksgiving with my family? And how do I react? Is it acting in a trajectory of where I want to be to empower over a billion people to be happy? Or is it acting in the trajectory of where I don't want to be and blame, shame, and justification, anxiety, fear, worry, resentment, guilt, anger, frustration, separation, superiority, inferiority. This is the crucial reconciliation question. I had to go on for a long time because it's amazing when I tell people 
that I am ferocious every day. And what I love about doing the videos is that quantitatively people are like, how the hell does he do all that? But on the other side, I surrender every single day. I have more objectives, I, I'm worse than ever, but I've detached my emotions from the outcome. I know that every outcome that occurs, I'm doing my best learning lessons and having fun for those outcomes. And yes, I want a trajectory towards those outcomes, but the outcomes that happen sometimes are so divergent from the reality of what I thought I wanted that I have so much faith and surrender going, I just am not capable of knowing or understanding how losing everything is what's best for me. But I know what I wanted, which was to empower over a billion people to be happy, to be of service or value to others, to be my best and highest self, to be kind. And if I didn't lose everything, I wouldn't have accelerated in that trajectory as quickly.